after we've had lunch, here's your assignment, okay? Go, go up the street to Whittier Boulevard, turn right, and then right before Steak and Stein. How many know what's right before Steak and Stein? Yeah, the 99 cent store. Go in the 99 cent store, buy 10 pens, buy, you know what, a notepad, to put it in your car, put it in your car, leave it in your car. And the next Sunday when you have your Bible, because I know you're going to bring your Bible, you'll go, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the three for three club. I'm going to be in the three for, passion gun, give me a high five. Okay. And it's just a little way, but it's really important. Here's why. Because we remember more than what we write down. I want to start, one of the things I want to start doing is I want to start, and we're doing it already, but I want to start to value the word of God to a higher place. I feel like in the church, and I can only speak for our church, but I think uh, generally in the church, but even in the church, uh, you know, globally, I think there's just too much of a kickback. Uh, you know what I mean? And I want there to be, I want you to get more. I, I want, you know what I want you to do? I want you to lean in more. I mean, do you remember when, uh, when, uh, who, who had that? Who had that conversation with, with, with Darth Vader? He's like, Luke. Oh, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> remember, remember, come on. Come on, how many of my, where are my Star Wars fans? Okay, so remember when, when Luke was, was talking to Darth Vader? Remember this? And, he, and, and you knew he was going to say something. He's like, Luke, I'm your father. I mean, remember that? What was that? What, I, I guarantee you, that was a lean in. That was like, oh, what's going on? What's going to happen? What is he going to, you know what I mean? That, I want the word to be that for you. Because I'm telling you what, a Star Wars movie ain't going to rock your boat. Amen? How I many know, especially now, a Star Wars movie ain't going to rock your boat? Some of you caught that, you know what I mean? But, but, um, but the word of God every week, and I want you to come into it in an attitude of more, man, I'm going to catch this. I'm ready. I'm, I'm astute. I have my Bible. I have my notepad. And I'm my pen. So, so uh, I'm looking to expand my three for three club. All right. You guys ready to learn something? I said you ready to learn something? Okay. So I want to talk to you today about. Um, we, we started last week about scriptures that seem unbelievable. I didn't say they're unbelievable. I said they seem unbelievable. So I told you last week. My dad used to tell me when I was a kid, I mean, it was like, you know, f- you know, four or five. I mean, no one, when you're four and five, you don't eat very aggressively, or at least I didn't, you know what I mean? And my dad was trying to teach me, he was like, dude, take a big, take a big bite, you know what I mean? And I'll take a big bite. My mom would get all upset. Don't tell him that, you know what I mean, whatever. But, but uh, I said last week, I want you to take a big bite. Matter of fact, this series is called Big Bite. I want you to take a big bite today. And, and I'll, I'll give you the whole real title of this series. The whole series is called Take a Big Bite, all caps, Big Bite. Take a Big Bite. Okay. Believing, the, the subtitle, Believing the Unbelievable. Believing the Unbelievable. Uh, we'll look at it today. There's a scripture and Jesus says, he says that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. It really means whatever you allow to take place on earth, then I will allow that to happen. In, I mean, the whole thing is going to f- flow. I'll allow it. I will allow it. 
Whatever you don't allow on earth, I will back you up on that. That's really what it's saying. How many know that is a, Mark, how many, would you agree with me? That's a unbelievable, I'm not saying that we can't believe it, but that is like an unbelievable scripture. When I'm saying unbelievable, I don't mean you can't believe it. I'm not trying to speak a curse over you. I'm saying that it's so bodacious. It's so audacious. It's so over the top. It's so, it, it seems unbelievable. But how many know, we looked at last week, God can't lie. It's impossible for him to lie. So we'd be smart just to believe it. Do you understand? And we're just going to go through some scripture today. I, I started to get into it but last week, but the Holy Spirit stopped me. I'm glad that, that we have a pastor who's going to be led preaching by the Spirit, not by my notes. And how many know my notes got notes? Georgie, do my notes got notes? Yeah. I got a lot of notes. You know what I mean? But I don't want to preach you my notes. I want to preach you what the Holy Spirit is telling me to preach. And last week he said, just stay here. There's something we got to learn. We got to, How many can relate to that man? And, his, and his, he had family problems. You don't have to raise your hand. I already know you do. Okay. Issues. How many got family issues? How many know he had a big family issue? And he says, God, I believe. And then he says this, help my unbelief. How many can relate to that? You're wanting to believe, but there's so much doubt and unbelief all in the same quadrant, right? Here's the thing that God said to us last week, and you have to hear it. God doesn't, everybody say doesn't. Doesn't pat you on the back. And say, oh, poor papacito, I understand. I mean, no, he doesn't say that. Poor papacito. It's, he doesn't say, it's okay. He doesn't say that's okay. He understands. He's experienced everything we understand. But understand, with doubt and unbelief, God will not coddle you. He'll love you with any sin. He doesn't stone the woman in adultery. He doesn't stone her. He doesn't coddle her either. He says, you know what, where, where are your accusers? She's like, and they left. And then he says, I don't accuse you either. I don't condemn you. That's what he says. God is not a condemner, but he is a corrector. Yes. Amen? Yeah, right. Tweet that for me. <laughs> uh, this is a side note, but guys, really, for particularly those of you who are uh, you know what? How many love your church? I said, how many love your church? And do me a favor. Stop taking pictures of of your lunches and start p- taking pictures of start quoting some cool things that are happening in your church. You understand? Start to connect. Start to use your influence that, you know, too much is given, much is required. And some of you are so savvy concerning this stuff. But you know what? It's like you need to. You need to. And it's just like I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to pat myself on the back. But you need to say, oh, my goodness, like George said, oh, you know, that was good or whatever you said. You know what? Don't don't tell me. Tell all the people on the Internet. Tell them what I what what guys. I mean, this happens all the time. I'm saying stuff. I'm like, oh, my goodness, that was good. I better write it down. You know what I mean? Because stuff comes through the spirit all the time. That's our prayer. Amen. 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 Okay, so. Okay, that's side note. 
But how many know God doesn't coddle you? He doesn't condemn you. But he will correct you. And he expects that correction to be made. And one of the main corrections he makes, you know where it is? It's in this deal with trust. It's in this deal with faith. And understand, faith is just trusting God. And it's this deal with doubt and unbelief. And he, does, he doesn't like it. He calls it a sin. He calls worry a sin. You know what? He, said, he says this in James. He says, if you pray and you don't, you don't believe, you know what? Don't even expect to receive anything from God. That's what God says. And so last week, I understand. He understands where you're going through, but he's got the solution for those things. Do you understand? How many know there's times that I need to be corrected by the coach? And that doesn't mean that God isn't empathetic. The Bible says that he understands what you're going through. There's nothing, there's no temptation that you're going through that he hasn't experienced it. That's what the Bible says. And yet, of course, to be accurate, but he, he, didn't, he didn't, wasn't caught up in any of the belief. See, God brings hope to us, not hopelessness. Unbelief brings hopelessness. Doubt brings hopelessness. It brings fear. They're all in the same family. They're a family of darkness. God brings light, hope. He's the God of all hope. So we can, we can have this hope, you know what, and believe. So he tells this guy, he tells this guy, he tells his father, understand. See, understand what he's going through. His, his son just put your trust in God. All of a sudden, it will turn everything around. Your hopelessness will turn into hope. Listen, you serve a God who wants to bless you. And I'm going to show you today verse after verse after verse after verse that tells you the almighty God will funnel blessings to you and through you. The all natural, the the supernatural God will use you to bring supernatural stuff to people around you that are, are just dealing with the natural and they can't get out of the natural that's what god did with with peter silver and gold we don't have that but dude you don't really need that you don't really need to be given food what you really need is to be raised up that you can work yourself how many know that was a whole different thing he takes him. He, he is bringing, he is, he, is the, he is the conduit to bring supernatural through him to the natural. And that is for us. And that is what the world needs. Freely you have received. God says, freely give. Why? Because I need you. It's good that I go to the Father. Why? Because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. The Bible says, the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that lived inside him, that raised God from the dead, is the same Spirit that lives in you. Why is he saying that? Because he wants you now to be a conduit 
to now connect other people to the supernatural. Amen. You need to come next week because next week I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to challenge every I'm going to challenge you this week. But next week I'm going to challenge you in a real I mean, a very practical sermon that is going to talk about how we can see the supernatural take place. You know what? In our community, in our church, the supernatural like it happened in the book of Acts. But today I just want to build your faith. I just want to remind you what, what God spoke to us last week, that with God all things are possible. I want to show you some, some passages that we would start believing the unbelievable. Let's turn to John chapter 15. We have it up here on the screen, John chapter 15. Look at verses 7 and 8. Look what it says. If you abide in me. Now, notice, all eyes up here. All eyes up on the screen. Notice, the first word is what? If. if. Everybody say it. The first word is what? If. if. Now, if doesn't mean everybody. It means that, that, that word is a word, a conditional word. It's a conditional word. It doesn't mean it's automatic to everybody. God doesn't say, oh man, I'm just going to bless everyone. Doesn't say that. Not, not according to this promise. This promise is conditional. How do we know that? Because of this word, if. If you abide in me, and notice, it's not just abiding in me. And then what else does he say? And, and everybody say and. And. You can't just hang out with God. What, what is the answer? Spend time with God. Spend time with God. Ooh, pastor, I thought that was the answer. It is the answer. But your spending time with God has got to influence your vocabulary. Your spending time with God has got to influence your vocabulary. So he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it. What's that next word after it? Shall be done for who? For who? For who? How many have some things that need to be done and it's going to take something supernatural? It, it can't happen in the natural. You know, it's beyond the natural. How many have some things? Raise your hand if this is you. Keep your hand up. I want to talk to you. Keep your hand up. Then here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. It, according to the word, keep your hands up. According to the word, it's not up to God. It's up to you. Now, now, people feel a lot. Keep your hands up. If you need your other hand to hold it up, hold it up. But, but, but I'm doing something here. People don't understand that. They're waiting for God. I'm going to show you a verse that says, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loose in heaven. And, and then the verse says, keep your hand. If you need to hold it up, hold it up. And then the Bible says, the Bible says, because I want you to understand. I want, I want to make a note in your thinking. This is not up to God. We're waiting for God. And theologically, it's just Jesus said it is finished. It's not up to God. God, here, here, here. You can put your hands down now. <gasps> okay. Here, here's, here's, here's the question. Did, did Christ go to the cross already? Yes. Did Jesus say it's finished? Yes. It is finished. Yes. Here. Who raised that man who couldn't walk? From birth. Who? Ooh, be careful before you answer. 
How many of the answers? Oh, you know, you know, in 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 in, in, the, in the kids' class, you know what? You know, the kids' teachers is like like you know Easter time. It's like, ha, huh, what's well, got a big bunny tail? You know, but but fluffy tail and hops. You know what I mean? Johnny raises his hand and says, ah, you know what? I think it's a bunny, but I know the answer is Jesus. Because that's always the right answer, right? Okay. Think about the question. Who raised that man up on his feet? See, you, you, (laughs) I'm teaching you something. You can't not say it. Jesus. Wrong answer. Read it. The Bible said Peter took him. I'm just quoting the word. We get so on to this religious. And, and, and guys, don't, don't judge me till I'm all done, okay? Because yes, it was the power of Jesus that raised him from the ass, of course. But I, that's not what I'm asking you. What I'm asking you is who raised him on his feet? The Bible says it was Peter who lifted him up. And when Peter lifted him up, immediately his ankles and his, and his, and his feet were strengthened. That's what the Bible says. My point is that this says it shall be done for who? For you. How many of you have supernatural things you need done in your life? Who does God want to do it for? He wants to do it for you. The Bible says, only son, what if he was able to give Jesus, what else will he give for you? There's nothing, the Bible says in Romans, that he will withhold from you. That's how I feel. Ah, 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 ah. I read that scripture. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. amen, amen, amen. Are you learning something? Catch it again. If you abide in me and my words abide, who asks? Come on, who asks? You're going to ask. You're going to ask. Matthew chapter um, 18, verses 18 and 19. Truly I say unto you, whatever, what's that next word? Whatever what? Whatever what? Come on, everybody. Here, here. Look look up here on the screen. Uh, Surely. Jesus, understand this. When he says if, it's conditional. When he says assuredly, it means he's about to say a whopper that most people can't believe. He says, assuredly, this is, I'm telling you the truth. I say to who? You. Whatever who? You bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever what? You loose on earth will be loose in heaven. At the end of the sermon, I'm going to ask you, what are things that all these verses have in common? All these verses have two threads in common. And I'm going to ask you what they are. But notice here he says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Here's the cool thing. If you read um, different translations, and like um, the, the uh, New American Standard translates it, uh, in, in I think a little bit more accurate to the original 
Greek, and he says this. He says it like this. Whatever you bind on earth will have already been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will have already been loose in heaven. I think that's a more accurate understanding of what's happening. That what God is saying is you are letting things happen or not letting things happen according to, say it like this, Satan comes seeking whom he may devour. Depending on your, how much you're built up to say, hey, I'm not going to allow this to happen anymore in my family. I'm not going to let this happen anymore in my body. I'm not going to let this happen anymore in my life. I'm not going to let this happen anymore in my city. I'm, I am taking the authority that was given to me. You know what? According to several scriptures, many scriptures throughout the Old and New Testament, including the one that says, you know what? In Psalms, that the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has been given to the sons of men. According to, to what Genesis tells Adam and Eve, take dominion on this earth. And according to this scripture where Jesus says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth. There, there's this here. It's the same concept. Pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are, you are the, the uh, you are the, that says, See, sometimes you can't even, sometimes when, Pastor George, I know you've experienced this. Sometimes when you're de- dealing with the intelligence that we have, you can't even communicate it. You just have to express it. Okay. Do you understand? You are that person. You are on this earth. God is there. Whatever you bind on earth, it's already, God's already wants his will to be done on earth as it is heaven. You are the one that's either binding it or loosing it. Either allowing it or not allowing it. Either releasing it or saying, uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. How I many know there's some things you need to bind? There's some things you need to loose. God's will is already, his promises to you are yea and amen. What's he waiting for? He's waiting for you to bind and loose. Tamara, I don't know if you can remember. We were in the car the other day. I'm trying to think. I'm wondering if you can help me. And this guy read a scripture and then he said, I know it sounds like it's saying that, but it's not saying that. Do you remember what the, the detail was? If you can remember it, raise your hand and... and let me know. So many people, oh, that's not saying this. This isn't saying, we're, that's, I know what it just said, but we're not saying, you, you can't bind things and lose things. Are there so much concerning the scripture? What I teach you, good hermeneutics. You know what? Read, read, here, read the verse right after this. Talk about taking something out of context. You know what? Again, I say to you, <laughs> Watch, he's talking about the authority that we have on this earth. That's what he's talking about. So tired of bad people saying that God doesn't say what he says. Because their lack of trust to just believe God. Again, I say to you, 
that if two of you agree on anything on what? He's talking about the same thing. He's just using a different form of, of how to get it done. I say to you again, if two of you agree on anything concerning anything that you ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. See the flow if you will find somebody. You know what? Hey, and I know because Jason's a believer and he's a believing believer. I can grab Jason. I say, hey, Jason, let's pray for this in the name of Jesus. Will you come in agreement with me? And I know, boom, and we're going to come in agreement and say, hey. Why? Because we're on this earth. Because Jesus said, whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Jesus said, again, I say to you, oh, just find somebody. Just find somebody who will have the tenacity to believe the word of God Amen. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see how it's all the same? Yeah. Oh, the sovereignty of God. If God wants it to happen, it will happen. God wants it to happen. But he wants you to start to abide in him. What's the answer? What's the answer? What's the answer? Spend time with God. That is the answer because you can't spend time with God that you don't start being encouraged with what he says. And then all of a sudden you start to believe. Faith comes through hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Watch, I'll show you. It's all... It's all, you got it. Guys, you got it. Guys, you got it. Do it. Go for it. Watch. It's all the same. Watch. Over and over and over again. Pastor, how come we don't hear sermons like this? Good question. I don't know. That was a good question. Because how many know this is the kind of messages we need to hear? I said, I mean, this is the kind of messages we need to hear. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, John. Same thing. John chapter 5, verse 14. Now this is the confidence Confidence. Watch his confidence. Again, I say to you. You see this? Confidence. We got, see, if you'll start believing God, you can start to walk in this confidence. This is the confidence that we have in him. Oh, yes. Obviously. Obviously. All good gifts come from the Father of lights. I'm never suggesting that this is, is, uh, is derived out of you. No, it's derived out of God. But what I'm saying is, you know what? That if you want some things to change, you need to start taking authority on this earth. Because Jesus said, I have given you everything you need for life and godliness. That is past text. Past text. Read it. It's in, in Peter. First chapter. Peter says, you've been given everything you need for life and godliness. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Watch this. Watch this. And if we know that he hears us, whatever who? Whatever we ask. Whatever we ask. Whatever we ask. We, what's the next word? Know that we have. We know that we have. We know that we have. We know, help me wrap it. We know that we have. We know, we know that we have. We know 
that we have. We know that we have. We know it. Yeah, but I don't see it. Well, walk by faith and not by sight. I don't have to see everything that I know is going to happen. Not if I have God's word on it. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. The assurance. Somebody say assurance. Of things. Help me out preach this. The things what? The things seen? No, the things not seen. We Listen, you are either going to function in the natural or the supernatural. The, word, the world just functions in the natural. But we function in that supernatural. We know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. Man, I'm telling you what. Do you see this? This is just all throughout the word. Yeah, but how do you know if you're, how do you know if you're, how do you know what the will of God is? Oh, good question. That's a great question. How do we know? How do we know? How do we, how do we know? How do, how do we, somebody dies. Somebody dies. How do we know? They got a nice car. How do we know? Who gets the car? Who, who gets the, you know what? Who gets their tomato plants? Amen. Right? Who gets their Nike shoes? Who, you know, who gets this stuff? How do we know? The, the what? We read the will. What's the will? The will is the person's words. When Marilyn died, we just, we just cracked up because she had, you know what? The, 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 the tea kettle is going to my nephew. You know what? And the, you know what? I mean, she had, she had, she had very specific. I want this going here. I want that going here. And Marilyn wasn't around. But how did we know what Marilyn's will was? We read her will. We read what she wrote down. We read, how did, man, you, you never knew. I don't know how to pray. Well, read the word and start praying. Here, listen to my prayer. Listen to my prayer for you before we end. Did somebody notice my prayer for you when we end? It's always the same. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May his face shine upon us. May he be gracious to us. May his countenance be upon us. May he give us peace. Then I go into another verse that says, you know what, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be holy and acceptable in our sight. Where do you come up with that? Notice what I'm not praying for you. God, I just pray that, uh, that we get some Dodger tickets. Some... I hope that the Lakers win this year. I'm just like, where do you get that? I'm not praying any of that. Amen? What am I praying? I'm praying the will of God over you. Because I want to have confidence that he hears us and I'm going to have the petitions. You know what? The words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart are going to be holy and acceptable in your sight. Man, all that stupid stuff you've been saying. You know what? Cursing your husband, cursing your wife, cursing your family, cursing your kids. Oh, I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired. Hey, shutteth thou upeth. Stop talking. (laughs) That's my prayer over you. Amen. Father, I thank you that we're slow to speak, quick to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. See, you see how, how that's different than just some random 
buckshot. You know what buckshot is? It's not something aimed. It's a, it's a bullet and it just spreads out. Just, oh, hope, oh, I hope to say, I, I can't aim, so I'm just going to hope to hit something. That's not how our prayer should be. Are you learning something? You see these, these, these is all in the word of God. Seems unbelievable, but it's all clear. Is this not clear? Look at, uh, look at, look at, uh, look at Mark. Mark 16, verse 17 and 15. And these signs will follow. And these signs will follow. And these signs will follow all the people that go to church. Come on, look up at the screen. Is that what it says? No, because it ain't going to follow all the people that go to church. There's so many people, people go to church and they just don't want to. This, this stuff is just way too much for them to believe. Actually, the truth is, it's not too much for any of them to believe. We're going to talk about next week what we're going to do to raise up our levels of faith. It's not too much for any of us. And we're all going to give account. But these signs, there are these signs that will follow. But notice who it's going to follow. When I point to it, you read it. Notice who it's going to follow. It's not going to follow everybody, but it's going to follow some people. These signs will follow. Watch this. Who's it going to follow? Say it. Those who believe. Those who believe. James says, when you pray, expect to receive. James says, if you pray and don't expect to receive, don't expect to receive anything from God. And that might seem harsh, but God doesn't, you know, can I, can I tell you what God's not into? Phony. Yeah. I'm just going to pray, but I don't really believe any of this. He just, he doesn't want that. He's not looking for that. He's looking for you. Watch this. He's looking for you to, he's, he, he, he's looking for you to believe that, that he, he's looking for you to, to make him your shepherd. And he's going to lead you to green pastures. He's going to lead you beside still waters. He's going to restore your soul. And what's going to happen is his rod and his staff are going to comfort you. You look down and you see, oh my goodness, that's the good shepherd right next to me. He loves me. He's going to lead me where I need to go with his, with his uh, one part forget and then when the when the uh when the wolf comes he's gonna use that other part and just jack him up that's who's near me these signs will follow those who believe those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with no tongues i don't believe in that tongue stuff i told this the first service well i don't believe i don't know i don't believe in tongues well you can believe in whatever you want you can believe that these signs will follow. One of the signs is you're going to speak with a supernatural tongue that you don't understand. What's that? That's my heavenly language that God has given me. We don't understand how to pray. But when we pray in tongues, we speak mysteries. We perfect to God, the Father. Well, but I've never done that. Well, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Amen. Who cares? There was a day that you never walked. You're walking now, are you not? There was a day that you never, you never, you never had a steak, amen? I mean, no, you're going to eat some steak now, right? There's all kinds of things you never did. Why that becomes your excuse to not speak in tongues is ridiculous. Who will these signs follow? Well, yeah, but I don't know everything. So what? Just start believing in Jesus. 
Yeah, but doesn't the Bible say, you know, Paul says in his desire that all of us speak in tongues, but especially that we prophesy? I listen to these people on the radio. I just want to say, why don't you read the Bible as you're teaching these people the wrong thing? Well, yeah, but, but prophecy is more important than tongues. Well, praise God. You know what? A bus, you know, a Mercedes Benz is better than a bus. Amen. But I rather, if I'm going to Newport Beach, I'd rather take a bus than walk. Do you understand? It's ridiculous to say that. It's so petty. Paul says this. Paul said, you know what? I mean, yeah, you know what? I mean, exactly. You know what? Can you care? Here, can you have a Tommy's burger and some chili cheese fries? Yeah, but I like chili cheese fries better. Hey, well, you know what? That's fine. I like both. Amen? Amen. And I need both when it comes to the gifts of of the Spirit. That's why he says, I I want you to function in all of these gifts. Okay. They will speak with new tongues. Next. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on sick, and they will recover. I mean, all this is supernatural. So, and, you know, again, guys, I'm warning you, stop listening to these goofballs on the Internet who don't know hermeneutics. They don't know what they're talking about. And, and here's, the, here's the crazy thing. I'm trying to not only teach you, um, I not only want to give you a fish today, I want to teach you how to start learning that these guys, what, what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, so next week I'm not going to have some kind of, you know what, oh, we're going to have a snake and we're going to play with the snake and call that worship or something. You know what I mean? You're like, see, and see these people point that out. And then you're like, yeah, they're, they're a good doctrine because we're not supposed to do that. Pastor, you're not supposed to do that. Duh, that's not even what he's talking about. You ever come in and see me play with a snake? Have you ever seen that? And you never will. I hate snakes, but that's not the point. You'll never see me do that. That's not the point. The point is that when Paul was, you know what, in an island and he, and he was cold and he grabbed a piece of wood to put it in the fire and the snake latched onto him that he wouldn't die because he still had things to do. He shook it off into the fire. And all the people thought, ooh, he's going to die because that snake was poisonous. And he knew he wasn't going to die. Why? Because it would by no means hurt him. See, God wants us to walk in supernatural power, not in natural power. Do you understand what he's doing? And who does, who, and who gets this? Who gets this? People on the internet again, oh, these signs stopped. The signs were given to the, to the apostles to prove the power, to help prove the resurrection of Christ. Oh, what verse do you get that in? See, and you're listening to these goofballs on the radio. They have no scriptural basis for it. They're just going to you know, talk like this, and you're going to think that they're theological, and they're not. They're idiots. You need to see them that way. 
The Bible says these people will come and they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And if you don't recognize that, you're going to be caught with all their winds of doctrine. Can I tell you what? This is what Jesus is teaching right before he leaves. You can't get any more biblically sound than this. You can't get any more biblically sound than Jesus' words. There is no more biblically sound than that. And the people that scoff and mock, you need to stop listening to them. Because they don't, they're not your friends. They're coming to take from you. That you would clap them. Oh, they're so smart. I don't know anything, but they know everything. You need to start knowing how to decipher. You know what? Those people from the truth. The Bible says that we've got to rightfully divide the word of truth. We've got to decipher this stuff. I'm telling you what, when you hear Jesus' words, you better pay attention. Because he is not preaching false talk. Who, do, who, does all these, who does all these supernatural things, who gets those? No, not we do. Not we do. Who? According, look at verse 17. Who gets those? Believers? Uh, well, if you mean churchgoers, no. Who gets those? Those who believe. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in tongues. Well, don't sweat it, because you ain't going to get it. Why? Because it only happens to those who believe. See, they're, they're, it's their self-fulfilling prophecy. See, I don't believe that. Okay, well, don't. You know what I mean? I heard a guy, I heard a guy this week who, if I, if, I, if I said his name, many of you would think, oh, he's such a great teacher. And he mocked. All the healing that Catherine Kuhlman did, all the healings that uh, a couple other ones I forget uh, did, just mocked it all and said, where's the proof? I thought, are you kidding me? John G. Lake, you know what, had, had, had this, this stuff just looked at the microscope and saw all this, um, um, the bubonic plague in his hand. Amen? And under a microscope, you could see the, 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 the whatever it was, germs disappearing. Are you kidding me? You could go to Angela's Temple and see the, the wheelchair wheelchairs and crutches and I mean guys this stuff is absolutely I thought you know what to whom things wrong everything is wrong the problem is people are listening to these people and Jesus says let me tell you who these signs are going to follow they'll follow all those all those who believe that's why he tells the guy who says God, I believe. Oh, help my unbelief. That's why he tells him. He says, oh. it's not, listen, it's not God's criticism towards you. It's his compassion for you that he brings correction. We in the body of Christ want to say, oh, you know what? This is wrong. I told you last week. Oh, yeah, the strip club. Oh, can't go to the strip club, which you're right. Don't go to the strip club. 
But, but I want to say, yeah, don't go to the strip club and stop not believing what God says. Right? Are you learning something? Uh, okay, let me... Let me just go over um, one more. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Who, Jesus do this? No, no, no. Who, who, who? Come on, somebody help me preach this. Who? You do it as you go. As you go, preach. What, what are you preaching? You're preaching the kingdom. The kingdom is it. What are you saying? The words that Christ said are in you. The same words. You're preaching. You're declaring the kingdom. You're loosing. You're binding the demonic kingdom. And you're loosing. You're preaching. You're saying, no, the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus said, you know what? The, anoint, just, the spirit of God is upon me. For he has anointed me to do all these supernatural things. That's what I want you to preach. Now, real quickly, because we're running out of time. Who sees the two things that are in common in all these scriptures? Tell me the two things that are. What? What? Tell me one. Yeah, one is, one is they are all indicative of you doing something. What's the other one? What's the other one? Yeah, trusting God. You doing, you trusting God. Whatever you bind in earth is already bound in heaven. But you're releasing. You're allowing that to happen. Whatever you loose on earth has already been loosed. But you got to let it happen on this earth. Somebody been encouraged in these messages. Listen, I, 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 I know they're challenging. But you got, but guys, guys, you got this. You got this. If you didn't have it, I tell you, trust me, you'd, you'd find some other church. That, or you wouldn't even be going to church. Some, find some other church that doesn't teach the word of God. If the Lord has, has said something to you, raise your hands. I want to pray with you. Father, we pray that, that, that these words would, would, <coughs> would be words that we would say, this message was for me. Matter of fact, say that with me. The, if your hand's up, this message was for me. And may the Lord bless us and keep us. May his face shine upon us. May he be gracious to us. May his countenance be upon us. May he give us peace as we trust in you. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be holy and acceptable in your sight. May we abide in, in him and his words abide in us. I speak that. I speak that to every person who has their hand raised. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.